You're listening to Real Paranormal Talk with Jeff Trelowitz, part of CKCC Radio. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Podbean. And now your host, Jeff Trelowitz. And welcome to episode number 32 of A Real Paranormal Talk here on CKCC Radio. We are, of course, the home of all things spooky here on the network. My name is Jeff. As always, I am your host. Today we're going to have a very special episode. Uh, it's not so much going to talk so much about the paranormal, but there are going to be some elements that will be mentioned. We're going to talk about the Cecil Hotel. Now, at this point, most people are familiar with at least part of the story of the Cecil. Uh, by now, I think most people have heard the case of Elisa Lamb. She is the girl in the uh, very strange elevator footage who uh, wound up dead possibly hours after that footage was taken. I'm not going to speculate on what actually killed her. That is not what the this podcast is about. But I do want to go into the morbid history of the Felix and how this is just one of many stories to tell. Um, there are a lot of other interesting docuseries out there that does go into what happened to Miss Lamb. And again, we're going to talk a little bit about her, but I'm not going to speculate on the actual death. I am not a, a policeman or, you know, anyone like that that actually has any insight to it. So I would hate to speculate on that myself. But I, I think the first thing that comes to mind when you see this elevator footage is her erratic behavior. Now, if you want to go into detail, I highly recommend the Netflix series, The Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel. It is a four-part series, each one just about an hour. Um, I enjoyed the series. It does go into what they believe is the cause of death. However, the fact that the Los Angeles police have never actually said what caused her death leads a lot of speculation. Um, again, not my place to discuss that. If you want to see it, again, it is on Netflix. My biggest issue with the docuseries was it was a little bit a little bit bloated. There were some things that did not need to be said. There was a whole section on, you know, conspiracy theories and blaming a musician. And I thought that was completely useless. I think it really served no purpose other than extending the episodes just a little bit more. Um, I didn't need to have that happen. Um, again, you look at the footage, you see her go into the elevator, start frantically pressing buttons. The door never closes, which to me always was a little bit suspect, but they actually do come up with an answer in the episodes as to why the elevator door does not close, even though she'd been in there for three minutes. So there is a good explanation to that. You then see her step out of the elevator, her hands kind of moving in a very weird pattern almost as she's looking down the hallway. It almost, to me, and again, speculation just because I like the paranormal, almost looked like she was feeling for uh, cold spots in front of her. She then goes back in the elevator, kind of presses herself up against the walls trying to hide. She then... Uh, comes out of the elevator and then disappears 
down the hallway the opposite way that she came, and that was the last time she was ever seen. Uh, so again, it's just it's it's very strange. I feel for Alyssa Lamb's family. I feel for her friends. Uh, she had a huge uh, social media presence prior to this, and again, the series does go into that. And so I also feel for her followers because she had a lot to say, and it was very, very inspiring some of the things that she had to say. So again, I highly recommend this series, but again, there there are elements of it I did not like. Um, like I said, her death on the premises is just one of twenty. Over 20 deaths that have happened under mysterious circumstances at the hotel. And for me, the strangest thing is the fact that at least two serial killers stayed at that hotel. One being Richard Ramirez, and one being, and I know I'm going to mispronounce this name, Jack Unterwagner, who was a... Austrian serial killer. So he wasn't just, you know, a run-of-the-mill serial killer. He hid in the U.S., and his place of hiding was the Cecil Hotel. That tells you something. It's almost like there is an energy drawing people to the location. So Jack, and I'm not going to even try to pronounce his last name, has murdered, let me get the official count here. He was convicted of at least nine murders and actually committed suicide while in prison. And it wasn't just in the United States, United States and Austria that he had actually committed those crimes. He had committed them in West Germany, Austria, Czechoslovakia, and the U.S. So, he is a well-traveled murderer. So, I, I mean, it's it's disgusting. But it is what it is. And he, like I said, he was not the only serial killer. Because Richard Ramirez, who uh, was not dubbed the Valley Intruder and the Night Stalker. Everyone's heard of the Night Stalker. Has killed even more than that. He has at least 13 counts of murder with 5 attempted murders, 11 sexual assaults, and 14 burglaries. So, again, not exactly a stand-up kind of guy. So, the fact that he had uh, committed all these crimes and yet was stayed at the hotel, again, I just can't help but feel that there was something that drew these people to this one place. You know, when you think about all the things that happened there, there is something darker than meets the eye. Now, I I admit I'm a bit crazy myself. I would probably actually stay at the Cecil Hotel if I could. Right now, it's uh, closed to the public for obvious reasons. Uh, they are trying to clean it up and try to get rid of some of the... Uh, the evilness, if you will, of the building. I don't know that it's going to work, but hey, they want to try. So many people have died from falling from different stories of the building. The absolute most 
grotesque one was a woman named Pauline Otto, who was 27 years old. She was having an argument with her estranged husband, Dewey. He left the room. She jumped out the window. And in doing so, she actually landed on a pedestrian on the ground, killing them both instantly. So she wound up killing a gentleman by the name of George Giannani. Perhaps the most gruesome death, though, came in 1944 when Dorothy Purcell was sharing a room at the Cecil with her boyfriend, shoe salesman Ben Levine. Purcell, who had apparently been unaware that she was pregnant, went into labor. She later testified that she did not want to sleep, to, to, she did not want to disrupt the sleeping Levine, so she went to the bathroom where she gave birth to a baby boy. Thinking the baby was dead, she threw him out the window and he landed on the roof of an adjacent building. Purcell was charged with murder. Three psychiatrists testified that she was mentally confused at the time of the incident. In January 1945, she was found not guilty by reason of insanity. I mean, just think of that sentence alone. She did not know she was pregnant. She gave birth anyway. And she did not want to disturb her sleeping boyfriend. So she figured, well, this baby was probably dead anyway. So just throw it out the window. Anywhere else, that story would have probably been national headlines. But because of all the things that have happened at the Cecil Hotel, it's just that. It's another story. And like I said, this is just one of many stories of death at the hotel. So many people fell from the building, and by fell, I mean jumped. Louis Borden, another victim died of suicide, but at least he didn't jump out the window. Instead, he sliced his own throat with a razor blade. With all this negative energy in one place, there is no doubt in my mind that this building is haunted. And trying to refurbish this hotel is all well and good, but that's not going to be enough to get all this dark energy out of the building. Nothing you can do other than bringing in someone with a history of the paranormal and trying to cleanse the entire building is pretty much the only thing you can do. And at this point, I don't even know that that's going to be enough. As if the Netflix series was not enough, uh, they also, Ghost Adventures, did a special investigation at the Cecil Hotel. It was, I thought it was very excellently done. They caught some very creepy evidence, including a spirit saying his name was Jack. And as you remember from earlier in the episode, one of the serial killers was named Jack that stayed there. Um, they also caught what looks like a man peering out a window. There is a lot of other sound effects and other creepy incidences that happened, even though at the time of the recording, the building was empty. So there should have not been anyone in the building but they definitely caught a lot of things. I know at one point the uh, fountain in the room that Zach was in, the, uh, the faucet, I mean, turned on. So there are a lot of things that happened during the Ghost Adventures episode. Again, if you do have Dis Discovery Plus, and I, I admit I caved because I did miss my paranormal shows, it was the first thing I watched when I got it, and it, it's definitely well worth it. It is creepy, as, again, 
the entire Cecil Hotel is. Um, just, again, the dark energy in that place has got to be off the charts. And I think that if any, if they were to allow any other ghost teams to go in there, uh, I would almost guarantee that they would find something else because of the amount of just stories that you hear and can read and just it's so creepy the history of that one building and yes i know that if a building is you know has enough history behind it there's going to be some creepy elements to it again you look at some of the stories on through walt disney world and the creepy stories that go with it um and that's you know the happiest place on earth but it's not because again death is around even at a theme park i again I, i've told this story before at least i think i did when i worked at mission space at epcot i was there the day after a child died on the ride and you know just knowing what had happened the day before there was a different feeling in the air that day a friend of mine worked at Splash Mountain the day a uh, somebody died on that ride. And again, Splash Mountain, you would think, would be a fairly safe ride. However, and it wasn't even the, the ride's fault. It was the behavior of the person that wound up dying. Trying to stand up on a ride when it was in motion. And then it got hit and he lost his balance. And he got sandwiched between two canoes. My friend was at the dispatch area, and all of a sudden she looked down and saw that the water was turning red. And that's never a good sign. So, yes, I know that any place that has got any kind of history is going to have some kind of dark history to it. But some of it is just too much. Again, when you look at the amount of deaths that have happened, and not just deaths, but how they happened. Again, I look at a uh, another of the stories that happened there uh, of a woman who was kind of a local celebrity. She was called Pigeon Goldie Osgood. She was a retired telephone operator found dead in a room. She'd been raped, stabbed, and beaten, and her room was ransacked. Again so much dark history in one place can only create more dark energy there have got to be so many restless spirits in this one location that it's just going to continue to happen i'm not saying that they need to permanently close the building you know renaming it and painting the walls and all of that is not going to be enough and i'm sorry to say that but I, I think you would agree with me on that one as well so again it's so sad the amount of deaths that have happened in one building all the death and all the misfortune and all of it have created this epicenter of dark energy and, I, and again, I, I stand by what I said. I think it's only going to get worse even after they reopen it with a new name. So I hope I'm wrong. I really do because I do wish them nothing but success. Uh, if only so that I could stay there one day. 
and see what happens because you know I'm bringing my ghost equipment there so but that's going to wrap up this special episode of Real Paranormal Talk where it's part paranormal part true crime I hope you enjoy the episode uh, please let me know and again I'm still looking to do a Q&A session coming up soon so in the meantime I want to thank you for listening to this episode of Real Paranormal Talk here on CKCC Radio. My name is Jeff and I hope you have a great day.